You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Here on a Monday, it's a Monday morning, the date of which I'm not quite sure any dates have escaped me. Maybe the 11th, but I'm not going to look into it. I've got the 11th on my mind. Yeah. Don't know why. Yeah. Legs 11. Yeah, legs 11. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> now, it's... Uh, Second week of us doing these Monday morning ones because obviously what we try to do is constantly and, you know, without fear or favour, just give back to the punter and the dribbler at every possible opportunity. How do you think the Mondays are going? The Monday mornings. Look, second the, se- the double M. Second week in, it's we've hit a we've hit a hurdle, <laughs> which is one that's just gonna pop up intermittently for the rest of my life. I see anyway. Cause unfortunately, having a child Listen, having a child, one of the great days, but also one of the biggest days you'll ever have. So big day, huge day, biggest day ever, but it, the day can be good. And most of the time, day's great, weather's good, everything's great. But then you have like a a Sunday night say, and you've got to be up early for a podcast. And then the official baby Evie Rose is up every 15 minutes from about midnight till, I don't know, three maybe, and you're getting up at, you got to be in at 7.20. You didn't get any sleep beforehand because you were farting around watching fucking Ghost Protocol on Channel 9. <laughs> That's on you. That's on me. That is on me. But good, not a bad movie. Didn't watch the whole thing even. I didn't even get all the, I didn't get the start or you the end of Ghost Protocol. <laughs> I just fucking wasted time watching Ghost Protocol. You didn't get the end of Ghost Protocol at 12 a.m.? No, I went to bed before... Ghost Protocol concluded. I didn't go to bed at 12. I got, to, I got into bed at like 11. Yeah, thought, I thought, I'm not watching fucking Ghost Protocol till 12, <laughs> like 12.30 at night. Like, that's ridiculous. What the fuck is Ghost it's Protocol? Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, good movie. Dude, the, from what I good watched, movie. I was like, this is Is fucking- that the latest one, Dave? No, 2011. Is oh. it, is, was that the latest one, though? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. I feel like there's probably been one more. No, but no, no, no. Th- it was good, anyway. It was good. I was like, this is, I'm like into the action scenes, spy, espionage, Mission Impossible. Anyway. Tom Cruise is, actually, I've seen Ghost Protocol now that it's it's re-triggering my mind. Um, Tom Cruise is good. Dude, Tom Cruise is a complete fruit bat, but he's a fucking... He's, <laughs> but he's, he delivers in space. Yeah, he's never going to get an Oscar-winning movie role again, you would assume. But as Well, like- they're talking about him wanting to shoot uh, uh, Mission Impossible in space. Now that ain't winning Oscars. Well, well, don't count your ch- like. No, no, who don't, knows? Don't, don't put a line through Tom. I'm not. I'm not prepared to put a line through Tom. At and your own peril. You, at your own peril. Put a line through Tom. At your own peril. That's all we're saying. If some bloke goes to space, goes the big lift. Dun dun da da in space. It's like there. You is know, a it would be funny. There. Like there is no sound in space, so you wouldn't be able to have that fun music. Oh really? Well, see, I always thought that music was just put in. Post by some no, sort of a music. No, no, no that's no, actually that's playing. playing. That's actually playing. Holy <laughs> shit! Well, that will make it tough in space if that's like his sort of soundtrack to get him up that's, and about. No, but that's, where, that's that's his sound wherever he walks. So he's just spying on people. That must th- <laughs> fucking <laughs> that must dud him a few times when he's trying to sneak into a room and it's like yeah. don't don't like what the fuck. <laughs> Wild. Did not know that. Thought that was uh yeah. but shout that out was Tom like Cruise. a Hans Zimmer. Well, she, he, Tom's obviously kept Evie up. You're probably blaring it, were you, Tom? 
Listen. Got excited. I was blaring it, but the apartment's big enough to blare it these days, baby. But it's also filled with spiders. Killed five spiders over the week. Let's not get into it. Uh, but anyway, Evie didn't sleep at all. Me and Steph tag, te- tag teaming. Like, you go in and fucking try and rock her for a bit. Then I go and try and rock her for a bit. And it's just back and forth. And even when the other person's doing it, you can't sleep. Because you know that at some point your number's going to be called <laughs> and you're going to have to go in there. And then even when, she, like, one of you, like, I, I get her to a point of so asleep that she's in my arms and she's, like, floppy. I'm like, we've got her here, guys. Don't worry. You know, call off the fucking cavalry. I've got this kid to sleep. And then as I'm just going to, like, like silently trying to like all abs on because this is where your back goes right it's just like bouncing a kid for fucking hours and I'm just trying to like lean her over into the cot and I'm just like abs on don't fuck this up and then it'll just be like her head will just roll slightly off my arm and just go like onto the bed not hurting her but just startling her to wake up and just and you're just like fuck me dude this kid is killing me tonight so I've had no sleep. But as you can see, I just turn it on. I come in here. I'm, I'm barely talking to anyone. You got me a coffee. Thank you so much for that. I've got my sonny's on inside. You had a Dr. V. I had a Dr. V. Great point. And now I'm just ready to rip, ready to rock. Ready to tear. Ready to tear. So that's that's been my last eight hours. That's exciting. Yeah. Look, <laughs> did I sleep like a baby? Sure. Yeah. Well, a good baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible turn of fucking phrase there, dude. Uh, look, I, I probably got, you know, eight or nine. Really solid hours. Eight, eight or nine. Didn't watch Ghost Protocol. No, I, I didn't. I was in by 11 o'clock, bang, out like a light. Because it takes me like two minutes. Does it? Yeah. Sometimes like 90 seconds, 30 seconds, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know. Putting, I'm, putting, I'm putting up big numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you just drop off quickly. Yeah, and then I wake up at 6.40 and I'm like, all right. Let's get it. And I assume you just what smoke cones, Dave, until you pass out. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the yeah. life, right? Yeah, smoker. Yeah. Woke yeah. up covered in bong juice. Had yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Had a share and yeah. forgot Doritos. his shoes and here he is. Doritos. Yeah, Dave rolling in with no yeah. shoes. What, is that, what does that say about Dave, you think? Yeah. He, he rocked up this morning with no shoes. With no shoes. I'm standing on the street like he's walking home after Mardi Gras. And that's not a homosexual <laughs> reference. That's just after Mardi Gras. <laughs> People now, take their people clothes are, off, people are including their around. shoes. People are all the streets are littered with people in no shoes because mm. it's just one night stands galore. And then you're walking home and you don't have shoes because mm. you've lost them. Because you've lost them, in or a, they're in your hand. Yeah, or you smoke bongs till fucking three in the morning, covered in bong juice, <laughs> and you forget your shoes. So that's Dave. The shoes are a bit soggy. So yeah, yeah, they're well, they'll be smoking it. bongs through his shoes. <laughs> What's even worth wearing. Good point. Yeah, good point. Fair point. Would have stunk up the studio. Um. Is that it? Is there anything else? Is there anything that we've missed in terms of like justification of pre-sporting chat preamble dribble? Not really. I don't think so. Oh, uh, you know what? Let's just quickly talk hats. Few P's and D's have obviously been fucked over by the bastion of Australian postage that is Australia Post. Mm. Um, if uh, we're, we're working with you... There's a few fucking hats that have had to be uh, that have been returned, or that we've got to get some more out to you. Now, listen, I don't understand individual countries and their celebrations of New Year's and when years start and end for specific cultures, Eddie. That's not because I'm ignorant. It is because I'm ignorant, but it's not because I'm willfully ignorant. I just don't know. 
because I you can't know everything. I can't know. There's only so much room in my brain, mm. and it's already got a lot in there, right? But Chinese New Year—that's the New Year's for the Chinese people. Yes. Well, makes sense, right? It does. Their New Year's goes for like a full month or some shit. So we need to get a couple more hats for a few people that missed out. Or not missed out, have had some fucking issues. But that fucking... They're like, oh, yeah, so we're off for February, basically. I'm like, okay. So sit tight. It's not February, though. That's just the way the uh, the manufacturing game goes, though. Look, it's unfortunate. Um Australia Post got a lot of answer, lot of, a lot to answer for. Some of them just go, oh, they've just been lost. Yeah, and we weren't going to tell you. We're just like, yeah, no, they've just been lost. Some have been delivered, as according to the tracking codes. Yeah, haven't been delivered. No. So look, there's been some hiccups, but again, honestly, not our fault. No. Australia Post fault. No, Australia Post. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to we're not going to write Australia Post horrible wrongs. Yeah, yeah, because we're that sort of guy. That's what we're about. That's what we're helping about. people. Also, the hiccups have been overwhelmingly minor, but that's what we're saying. Even though it's minor, we rise to the occasion. Yeah. Australia Post doesn't. No. They shrink away. Yeah, they shy away from controversy mm. and, and from their mistakes. Yeah. Whereas we'll just step in and fix yeah, it. own up and fix. But not till March, so hold tight. Make it that way you will. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. The fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think two hundred and seven reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then 
turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's a t- it's it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code Manly, you get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Because we come to you at 4.30am on the Eastern 11th. standard time. Yeah, daylight time. Daylight time. On the 11th of January 2021, Australia in the throes of one of the great test victories, well about to be. Now, yeah. look, am I getting ahead of myself? I don't think so. No, I don't think you are. Not with two wickets down, two injuries in Judasia and Pant. I mean, they're not going to bat. And if no. they do, they're going to bat poorly. Real poorly. So we, essentially, we need six more wickets. Yep. Um, so, well, look, are we talking about a famous test win right now? No, because it hasn't happened yet. Whilst we have, you know, we the, the ability to predict the future to some degree, we feel it best to allow this thing to play out yeah. but, in its entirety. You could also say that Tom and I are counting our chickens somewhat. Yes. Because, look, are we chicken farmers? Bok, bok, motherfucker. <laughs> look. Yeah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, Australia dominated from pillar to post, Tom. Yes. My- Even though we're not at the post yet. <laughs> and, and, and that's a rugby union term. <laughs> uh, from go to woe. From go to woe. Um Started off with, obviously, the Balkan Bulldog getting his debut. We obviously have been calling for it for the better part of a decade now for the old bulky to get up there and, you know, rip and tear for the country. Those The OGs, you know, from episode one, we've been big on the Balkan. Yeah, and when we started, he was about 14. So, you know, we saw we saw the quality. Well, Tom and I like to go down to the juniors and get a feel for the upcoming talent, see, yeah. what, see where the nation's placed. See and, how they're hitting them. Yeah, see how they're hitting them. And look... You know, we we were down in Victoria, just sort of, you know, Six years <laughs> running ago. an eye over um, junior cricket, the, the, the next generation, yeah. and and he, he, we were impressed. Yeah, we were impressed. Um, we teed up a meeting with him and Ricky. Obviously, they're putting that all over the fucking Channel Seven and Ko and everything, and, and no one's bloody given us the Jews that we feel we deserved for actually teeing up that meeting. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got and went and trained with Ricky it's like yeah brah yeah I mean yeah like, yeah we remember yeah we remember it mate how'd that happen how'd that happen Will with the greatest respect fucking dog bulldog um now he uh firstly him and Dave going out to bat he's asked Dave to take strike first which I thought was like a nice bit of like alpha intent like I'm here I'm horny and I'm ready to play for my country and like let me take first nut mm. and Dave's like fucking oath young buck get after it Love that. Now, Dave playing on no groins, so I'm prepared to forgive Dave for all batting performances, but I'm also like, what's the... I mean, I guess he's better than Joe. He's batting as well as Joe, and he's got no groins. Well, my... But from where I'm sitting, look, we weren't... The nation very ill-informed, I think, sometimes when it comes to selections and injury updates. Mm. Now, the way that Dave moved between the wickets suggested to everyone watching, oh, this bloke's missing his groins. Can you just do a Google while we continue talking to how many groins a person has? Is it is it a groin is one thing or do you have like two groins? Mm. Well, there's two legs, so I assume there's at least one on each. Well, well Dave, I appreciate your yeah, assumption, yeah, yeah. bruh. That's why we're trying to find out though because you might just have one long groin that goes from one fucking 
half to the other half, you know? Uh, so the groin muscles consist of three large groups of muscles. Uh, the the adductor longus, yeah. magnus and brevis. Uh, so this is um, the adductors of the... Oh, this is confusing as fuck. Oh, uh, we've lost him. Early in the morning. We've um, lost him. So the groin muscle consists of three large groups of muscles, the abdominal, the ilopsos, and the adductor group. And then in the adductor group, there's six muscles in there. Look, I think it's safe to assume that he has two groins. He's got two groins. Or just one large collection of... It's like a galaxy of groins. Because it's like a collection of little muscles that all make, you know... So look, his galaxy of groins, not where it should be. Now, I would like to think, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, that something like this could have been spotted, you know, in a net session, for example. Just, all of the all of the yarn was like he's moving really well. He looks. He's not good. moving well. He was moving like pure he, shit, like a busted old boot. Yeah, he looked like it just was like obvious from the outset. It was like, oh, okay, so his groin's not good. No, no, okay, oh, that's right. He's got a groin injury. How silly of me to yeah. forget that. Well, I forgot it because well, you told me he was moving. You well. selected him, so I assume. So I'm sort of like. Yeah, he was better than smoking Joe. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But Matty Wade didn't like his move down to five. Maybe we could have kept head there. Look, I know it's a bit of revisionist fucking selecting. Yes. But it's only revisionist because... We've been made to revise. (laughs) Warner's galaxy of groins was no good. (laughs) And that could have been spotted in the warm-up. That's all I'm saying. Not even the warm-up, in the fucking weeks leading up. In between Melbourne finishing on the 30th, and Sydney starting on the 7th. Mm. Eight days. Yeah, but all you do is you go, Oi, Dave, can you just quickly run to the fridge and get me that beer? Oi, Dave, quick, I'm timing you. Yeah. Uh, nah, your groin's fine. Oi, just oi, nip down to the corner store and fucking get us some fish and chips, bro. Yeah, yeah, oi, oi, let's race, Dave. I'm going to race you to the fridge and the loser never can use TikTok again. Mm. Yeah, oh, dude, you don't look like you're able to move that free. Well, no, he would have been like, I'm not doing that. And you would have been like, why? Yeah, and you uh, said, because okay. your galaxy of groins yeah. is fucked. Yeah. 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 Sorry, mate. Sticking with Wade, but whatever, it's all right. We're it, beating it, the. We know out. what it didn't really matter. Why? Because we're winning. Smudge we're found his good. hands. Smudge found his hands. Now, funnily enough, last place you look. But we, I don't know, Eddie. I'm a little embarrassed on this one. Not that I take any blame or responsibility, but like you and I, just sort of almost dedicated to the to the open sea, looking mm. for his hands. Mm. Fucking, they're at the SCG. Yeah, they were his home ground. They I were. thought we would have had someone there already ticking that off. Well, he, well, you and I in the open sea, we were doing the hard yakka. Yeah. The real long grind stuff. Yep. I guess, naively, we thought that others might have picked up the slack. Looking at you, Dave. Looking at you. Maybe just nip into the SCG locker room and, yeah. and check his Quickly, fucking locker. Yeah. Look, I mean, I didn't think that would have been hard. No. Seemingly it was. But there they were. There they were. Opens the locker. Same one he always uses. They're my fucking gloves. They're my hands. They're my hands. Put Thanks them back for on. Thank you. Famous Australian ton. I was there for it. Mm. That was nice. Shout out to the godfather of the SCG for having me along again. Um, tell you what, the uh, the COVID measures were, were an interesting one at the, the SCG where like basically everyone was meant to wear a mask, right? Like reduced crowds of only like 10,000 or something. Um and everyone had to wear a mask, except if you had, as the Seki described to me, like a live beer. So we were sitting, we were in the uh, Nobles. A live beer. So, As in a beer in your hand. Just a beer on the table with beer in it. 
that's yours. You don't have to wear a mask. So it was like, okay, well, we're just like, we were planning on having beers anyway, so we'll just have the beers open. We'll just keep getting beers. Mm. Which you would have anyway. Which we would have anyway. But now it just meant, okay, once it gets to like the thin green line was like we were talking about because it was like the bottom of the beer just had like a green line. In it. So we're like, all right, thin green line. Once it gets to there, just whoever's on rounds goes to the next round. So I don't know if that's me like being a prick about COVID, but not really. Like that's the rules. It was like, just have that and then you don't need to wear the mask. That's not you being a prick. No, you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, those rules didn't really make sense to me. They don't make sense. They don't make sense. No. A lot of COVID rules don't make sense. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry if you're like one of those fucking sorry to sound real little... hardliners. Yeah, yeah. Like just if – yeah, sorry. I'm not at the risk of sounding like Kobe Abaddon or John Hoppawati or Gary Ablett Sr. Mm. Some of them don't make sense. Yeah. Like – Now, I'm not calling for everyone to fucking go back to like – Israel or like Zion or whatever the fuck Gary Ablett's talking about, like the end of days, the end times. But all I'm saying is if all I need is a live beer to avoid a mask, that don't make sense to me. No. There makes was, none at all. There was another one when because I was there on day one when there was lots of rain around and the other weird COVID rule they had was that you had to be seated all the time. And so when there was a rain delay, people would kind of just filter up to, you know, the concourse and like stand around the food and the bars. But then they would just tell everyone to sit down. And because everyone's couldn't sit in the rain, everyone just piled into like the first three or four rows of where it was undercover. So then they had COVID rules making everyone sit so much closer instead of just standing around. Oh, fuck. So you couldn't even... Yeah. I mean, there was... And especially in a Sydney test where it's going to rain, you thought they would have fucking factored that in. That's weird. That's a weird one, isn't it? It's all weird. Yeah, it is all weird. Like, the sitting down thing is weird. Mm. you got to sit down. have to sit down. But like... You gotta walk around at some point. You gotta walk in to get there. All we're saying is and this is the cricket specific. Yeah, yeah. All we're saying is look into it. Mm. Go to YouTube, do your own research. Hopper's sharing a lot of really meaningful articles on his stories lately, none of which seem to be in any sort of congruous presentational form. They're all from like a screenshot from a text message they or like a random website. Hopper, no, Hopper gets it. Hopper gets the good oil. All we're saying is look into it. Um what I did experience whilst at the cricket, which was um pretty cool to see actually mm. um i was coming back into uh the sort of the stand or like we're outside the stand we were going out for a uh vegan cigarette if you can believe that um and then we'll come back in and the the entrance to the stands we were in had like two had like metal um guard railings mm. to sort of that we're going from a tent all the way into like the side of the building that we were going to try and that we were trying to get back into. So as we're, I'm probably not crystallizing this very well in your mind, but get over it and just try and use, you know, your imagination as we're coming back in the fence or the, the railing that we're sort of trying to walk through halfway down is like that one of the metal things is out of the way. So you just walk through like the halfway up. If you're following me. (laughs) Sort of. Basically, there's just a metal rail fence. I'm like realizing that I'm struggling to describe it as well. Blame Evie Rose on this one. <laughs> as I'm trying to get into the noble stand, the Seki's basically close off this metal fence and that we can't get in. We're like, wait, what the fuck's going on here? And he goes, you're about to see the bubble. And I'm like, what do you mean we're about to see the bubble? He's like, get ready. The bubble's about to roll through. And we're like, what the fuck? And Langer 
just walks from like just appears from like a tent in the distance and then starts walking towards us and it was like oh shit this is the bubble yeah Lang is in the bubble. Lang is in the bubble. And that's it. Can't touch him. Watching this bubble just like roll past and then off. It was kind of majestic in this moment of like the utter absurdity of it, but also like, you know, there's the bubble. There it goes. There it is. In the flesh. In the flesh. Be tough to live your life like that for an extended amount of time. Like you can't interact with anyone. Everyone's like sort of just pushed away from you and he's just walking through by himself, Mm. sort of just like very aware that everyone's staring at him. A lot of barricades in the bubble. Mm hmm. How'd he look? <laughs> he looked confident. He looked confident. Um, self-assured? Yeah, self-assured. And like the sort of guy that could, you know, if if he had to bring out the Zendo Kai, he would and he'd snap you. Um, for those of you who don't know, he's a black belt in Zendo Kai, which is a form of martial arts. Do your own research on that. Um, now, what was also... Uh, Heartwarming, Eddie. Obviously, like, the, I mean, sometimes you just forget to talk about our bowlers because they're so fucking hot and thick and awesome, right? Like, mm. they're just so good. And Unstoppable. Th- do we mention thick? I don't know if we mentioned thick. Do we mention thick? Dave? Uh, it is on the record, but I think it could be worth mentioning again. May as well. Hot and thick. thick. Um, so they are just fucking phenomenal. Pat Cummins, obviously, you know, he is the the man by which all men are measured, I assume, by women, heterosexual women in this country, right? Like, everyone's sort of like, I met this guy on Tinder or Hinge or at the bar if you're living in 2000. And, uh, you know, he's nice. Well, what's he like on the Pat Cummins scale? Well, he's not as tall, okay, but he does have blue eyes. Well, that's nice. Well, what's his hair like? Well, it's probably not as whimsical and floppy as Pat's Mm. is, but, like, if it can be, you know what I mean? Yeah. It can be. On its, on its best days. On its best days, it can be whimsical yeah. and floppy. Or like is he thick? It. Well, he could be thicker, could but, be. but you can get thicker. Yeah. If he was too thick, that might be a problem. But he can, because Pat's not too thick. Yeah. And he's maybe a little less thick than Pat, but he can get that thick <laughs> with the right sort of, you know, measures put in place. So, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I guess I'm just saying that Pat Cummins is the, the yardstick for men nationally. That's all you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're not saying it. You're reminding people. I'm reminding people. Because everyone knows it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. He doesn't stop. He doesn't quit. He doesn't quit. Never has a bad day. He's got no quit in him. No I mean, quit. He's got all like, bad days. He, I mean, he can go all day if you want him to, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like, he doesn't finish early. You mean sexually? <laughs> or are you saying cricket? Cricket. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, same. <laughs> he can bowl all day. All day. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he'll keep bowling at you. Oh, he'll bowl over after over, over after, after over. over. Yeah. Yeah, until you want him to quit. From either end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and if you know what I mean. And he'll keep taking your wicket. Oh, mate, he'll take your wicket. He'll <laughs> he'll blast your stumps, if you know what I mean. He'll bounce you out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be, you'll be cheering for more. Yeah, you will, if, if you, you know, know what I mean. Um, but Pat's tremendous. So is Josh Hazelwood. Yeah, country, country boy. boy. Of drought fame. Yeah. Of, you know, tying of, up an end fame. Of left to right pass fame. Now, the uh, you know, friend of the show, Jake McLennan, sent us that video yesterday that we put on IG and then it obviously went gangbusters because all the biggest media conglomerates look to us for, you know, breaking news and footage. And the drought, his left to right pass was like a 40-meter cutout ball. Yeah. 
just casual as fuck. Didn't even look like he was trying. No. Gary Lyons basically standing at center, at the center of the wicket, mm. and he's throwing it from behind the rope. Tremendous. And that's not even his cricketing ability. I'm not surprised, though. No. I'm not surprised. Country boy. surprised? I'm not surprised. No. Country boy. It's country boy. Country New South Wales. Yeah, that's what they do there. That's what they do, that's mate. That's what they do. They pass footies and play cricket. Now, you know, I mean, like, you can't fault him. You can never fault him. No. Hazelwood just, he just, he just chips away. Yeah. Chips away at you. Chips away at you. Yeah. And then takes your castle. No fanfare, you know. No. Doesn't, doesn't have an Instagram. He's not putting up ab shots and shit. No, nah, like. he rolls up his sleeves and he gets the dirty work done. If we thought Matt Wade rolls up his sleeves, not this test, sadly, but it seems like Josh taking over, a, maybe he became like chief sleeve rolling steward. But he's always rolled them up. Yeah, I know. Like, maybe it was naively, we, we or stupidly, yeah. we sort of glossed over him last week, but I don't think I've ever seen Hazel with his sleeves down. No. He doesn't even fucking wear sleeves. No, he doesn't. He's almost, he wears AFL singlets, sort of. Yeah, he's like, I don't need sleeves, bro. Well, I'll just like, roll them up anyway. I just got to keep rolling them up. He's yeah. I mean, it was an oversight to assume that because he is chief sleeve roller in the side, mm. has been for years now. Yeah. Um, Matt Wade, I think we were just more from a batting perspective. We're just no we're talking about grunt, we're talking about grunt the top six. That's yes. what we're talking about. Yeah, he was more grunt based sleeve. Grunt and cunt the top six. That's what we're talking about. And Matt Wade is definitely minister for grunt and cunt <laughs> in the Australian side. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you need that though. You do need that. Yeah, you need a bit of GC. You need a bit of GC. You can't you can't overlook that. In fact, you should really take a moment to like acknowledge it and, you know, try and find it where you can. Mm. Travis Head no GC. No GC. So that was sort of an issue. Now David Warner's back in. He could take over the GC but with a galaxy of groins that are just falling in a heap. Yeah. Imploding. Imploding. You needed someone to GC. Yeah. Step up. Yeah, step up. And that is definitely Matt Wade. Um, Cam Baggy Green. Mm. What? What? How do you feel when I say that to you, that name? Hard as a redwood. Yeah. Hard as a redwood. Really, really hard. Um, now, Cam, obviously, you know that Britney Spears song. Now, I don't know if you do. Dave, you might not because you were born, you just got out of crash. But... <laughs> I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. All I need is time, a moment that is mine, while I'm in between. <laughs> now, whilst that is purely specific to young teenage chicks, <laughs> I feel like it can be appropriated to Cam Green's situation where he was not a boy, but not yet a man. And all he needed was time, out in the middle, a moment that was his to hit run through his nation, while he's finding his way in between boy and man. Yeah. And that's what we saw. Because <laughs> he doesn't have hair on his body. No. Like a man. No. But he doesn't have the arms of a boy. No. He's got the broad physique of a man. He's seven foot. He's seven foot. Five meter wingspan. Yeah. That's no, that's no boy shit. No, that ain't boy shit, baby. That's man shit. That's now, man shit, but like, you know. Obviously, the- obviously, we've talked about this before. Tom so eloquently sung it just then. He is in a transition from boy to man. Yeah. Watch the way he walks. He meanders. Yeah. He's a gang. He's a gangly range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newborn giraffe sort of vibe. Still drags his feet like a kid that's you know trying to be yeah. cool. Well, look, it would surprise no one to know that this time last year, Cam Green was five foot. Five foot. 
Dior. Zero pubes. No voice hadn't broken. Dior. He'd never hit a boundary. No. Now he can't even count his pubes. He's got so many. <laughs> Dude, the amount of pubes Cam Green has is, it'd shock you. Too many to count. Too many to count. And well, you could try. count them, but it'd take you a long time. It. It'd be, you'd probably have to shave them all off and then count them individually, and that's sort of <laughs> counterproductive because then he's got pu- no pubes at all. Be like counting hairs on your head. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I mean, you can do it if you want, but I mean, what good is it? It's no good. It's, it's no good. Of time. But eighty-four famous Australian runs. The famous eighty-four from Baggy Green. Yeah. Uh, safe to say, maybe needs to do a pub recount because a few more might have grown after that. I don't. Yeah, well, I wouldn't bother. But they have. I wouldn't bother. But, but no, he's got more pubes now than he did before he took to the. To the, to to the, the SCG crease. Before we got 84 famous. Yeah. After runs. a duck as well. Mm. Big sixes. He can hit sixes, can old Baggy Green. He can hit them big and long and and hard and true. Um, he hits them true. He hits that them I true. do know. He hit them true as, you know, the driven snow. I don't know if that's actually... I think it's pure as the driven snow. True as true term. north? True as true north. True as... No, I uh, can't think of anything. But sky's blue. True as the sky's blue on a few days during the Sydney Test, but not all of them because La Nina's a pain in the ass. But most of them. But most of them. All we're trying to say is... In a roundabout way. Not a boy, not yet a man. All he needs is time at the moment. That is mine now he's, while he's in between. And that's where he's gotten to. Cam Green, en route to becoming a man, certainly hitting the ball like a man, mm. but walks like a gangly boy. Uh <laughs> With the greatest respect, but we're just excited to watch the evolution, you know? Well, I'm excited to watch him grow. Because we've got the Balkan Bulldog with a famous 50-plus. I can't remember what he got. Was it 60-something? What did he get in the eight? 67. Or 62. In the first innings. And then you've got Cam Baggy Green, the baby giant giraffe, Redwood, uh, covered in pubes, going large in the second innings of 84. Marnus and Smudge went well again. Like, the batting was good. The batting was good. Yep. And now we've got him at two down. Day five, love a day five. We're probably going to roll them early. Famous wins. Famous wins. Famous wins. Now, we're almost done with cricket. Yeah. But I feel like it would be remiss of us to not mention, well, firstly, I don't know if we really even fucking want to talk about the racism scandal and stuff as well, but in terms of like, you know, we don't need to delve into it. I don't think anyone needs to be fucking, needs to hear you and I, uh, get too deep into whatever the fuck's going on there. Obviously, if you need to hear from two dribbles on a podcast that being racist is bad, then you're a fucking idiot and you've got problems. But if you're yelling out racist shit at the cricket, then they should just ban you for life. So we'll just leave that there. But what did you make of Warney and Roy of former Australian cricketers fame, um, now commentators for Fox, Getting caught out bagging the absolute shit out of Manus Labashane. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. It wasn't nice. Didn't sit well with me. I feel bad for them because they didn't mean for it to get out there. Of course. And I think we've all talked shit before in our life. You know, and you'd, you'd like, you know, if you accidentally send someone a text message and you're like, oh, whoops. Um, but 
you know, it was, but it was just like the nature of what they were saying. I was like, what the fuck are you actually even upset about? There? Yeah, oh, that's what I couldn't understand. I'm like, who gives a shit? Oh, what? The, 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 the zany, eccentric batsman is zany and eccentric. Like, so what? What's, what? What point are you trying to make? It's weird because Shane always seemed like anti-establishment as a cricketer. And then, not that Marnus is anti-establishment, but like, you know. Well, he's anti-norm. He's, an, he's anti the norm. He's a bit of, he's Magoo. He right? sits outside the bell curve. Tom. Yes, exactly. He's Magoo, but it's like a, it's not a Magoo that's, it's a Magoo you like. It's a good, it's a positive Magoo for Marnus. Mate, like his zany leaves and shit are pretty funny. You're like, yeah. holy shit. He's out there getting after it, scoring runs. And he's, and. I can't like he's basically got like a forty six, a forty seven, a forty eight, a fifty something, a sixty something. A he averages fifty seven, I think, Dior in Test cricket. Yeah, like if you're getting runs, like sure, if if he's not getting any runs and he's doing that, then yeah, we can bag him. But like the way it was said by those guys was just like so old school mentality, salty old boys. I was like, this is fucking, this is weird. Mm. Oh yeah, it it's it was a weird one. Yeah. It was a weird one. But Simple I did feel sorry for him on the same note because it was like they didn't mean for that to get. Did out. you see Tim Payne? Oh, when they were bagging out Marnus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And him Wade and Wade, as well. Wade as well, that fucking so hilarious. Good. And then and then uh, Marnus is like, mate, the the spot, the stump mic's definitely on. Yeah, and how he's like, turn it down, you can hear turn it down. Howie in the background going, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. You're like, oh god, <laughs> oh no. But fucking Shane came out the next day and was working Marnus's pole. Oh yeah, he did. I don't know if they, I didn't see any like apologies from those boys or anything like that. Do you reckon there'd be an internal one? Maybe they might have gone to Marnus directly. Like, that wouldn't surprise me if they were just like, mate, sorry about that. We were fucking talking shit. But, like, who knows? But so what – so does Tim Payne get told when the stump mic's on? Is that what – I think they just assume it's on. Yeah, but, like, I've, there's a part of me that feels like they probably get told as well. Well, I'm, you reckon they, they knew it was on and they – And so they, so they started... just went straight into that sort of rhetoric? Because the stump mic – I guess the stump mic's always on. No, I think the stump mic's always on. But maybe they lift it up, like all right now. We they can lift to the up the mic. levels. But don't they sometimes go like? Someone oh, told me. Someone to told the... me that you. Can you see if you can find that anyway? Someone told me the commentators hear everything, but what you hear at home. Yeah, sure. So like the different. commentators could always hear the stump mic. I yeah. assume. Yeah. But um, you know they sometimes go okay, guys. Well, now we're going to have a little listening and see what's you know what's happening out there on the yeah, field. Yeah, but then I think they boost the levels to the viewer at home. Completely. But what I'm saying is do they let the players out there know okay, we're going to be coming in for a bit. Right, of- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And then I just hope that's the case and then Payne's going, "Oh, sick. Well, let's just fucking talk about Warney and Roy bagging you out." Payne's got a lot of alpha about him. That's what alphas do. That's what alphas do. Eh? He's kind of just like, oh, you had to go with my boy. Now I'm going to fucking Yeah, well, the stunt mic's live. Yeah, I'm going to have a crack. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, and Wade who, you know, well, he's minister for GC. Yes. He's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved here too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Bit of grunt, bit of cunt. Like yeah. that's what I'm about. Um, and then Marnus seems like he's having a laugh about it as well. Like it wouldn't feel nice, but you're also like, you're probably just like, yeah. But he me. knows he's a bit of a weird guy. You're yeah. like, you say, you know, he is a weird guy. He knows that. Yeah, but it wouldn't be nice hearing it from you know former heroes. No, it wouldn't be nice. You got anything yet? Yeah, well, it's uh, so the ICC came out in 2018 and uh, basically laid down the law and said that stump mics would always be recording um, in order to make sure that there was no racist or abuse going on on the field. Um, whether that means the players know when they're being played on TV, when the yeah, order's right, actually okay. there, I don't know, but it is always recording. Interesting. 
Makes sense. I think it had a funny end to it. If this is the end of the saga, which was just Tim Payne and Wade ripping the shit through Manus out in the middle, aware the stump mics were being broadcast, I think that's a nice end to that little saga, if you will. I think so. It bows it nicely. It does. And Manus just came out and fucking fielded his dick off and scored heaps of runs. So he's like, yeah, fuck you. I don't care. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. Playing well for the nation. Playing well for the nation. Your nation, our nation. Yeah. The nation. The nation's nation. Um, all right, so bit of rugby league. I don't think there's too much in the rugby league world, Eddie, except uh, a bit of development from last week with regards to Mitchell Pierce of Aphantasia of grass-cutting fame. Um, Mitch's own worst enemy. And he has, if you believe the reports from the Knights, he's chosen to stand down as captain. No, well, he said in his statement. He's released a statement. Yeah, his statement. He, you know, he did a press conference. A teary-eyed press conference where you feel sorry for him and then you're like, well, bro, you actually were fucking the guy's missus or texting and you do this shit all the time. So, like, it's hard to feel sorry for someone. Even though it sounds like he's going through a shit time, you're like, well, maybe just fucking stop being a piece of shit. By the by, though, he said he's decided to stand down as captain. Now, what I would like to ask you, Ed, is what do you reckon the Knights would have done if Pierce had said, no, I'm not standing down? <laughs> Look, I think they might have. And again, this is all rumour. Yeah. Well, conjecture. And conjecture. And it's all alleged. But the whispers we're hearing, and we hear them, mm. obviously, mm-hmm. uh, is that may have lost half the playing group. Mm. Half the playing group might have been friends with the partner who was getting cheated on, mm. as in the guy yeah. who who's partnered the with the girl, who found the sexting with Mitch. He's gone, what the fuck is this? Why are you, you know... What the fuck? Why are you texting your private parts to each other? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, you know, that's what we've heard. Yeah. Now, I think, as you think too, that you can't captain a side where the boys don't get around you. No, and also... Can't where, be done. No, no, no absolutely Can't be not. done. How are you going to lead men if you don't, they don't want to be led? No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even about you trying to lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. It's not even that. No, the no, horse no. won't follow you. The horse, the horse ain't fo- the horse would prefer to die of thirst yeah. in the desert. He wouldn't even, he's not going to follow you full stop, let alone drink, bro. No, just because you're telling him to do it. Yeah. So, Mitch has lost the horse. Yeah, Mitch has lost the horse. I don't know how many times his family must have heard from Mitch, like, you know, I've got oh, to be no. better. I'm sorry. I would, you know, I've got to go and work this out and do it. You're like, Jesus Christ, bro, again? Mm hmm. Again, yeah, you're 31, bro. That's you're not a kid anymore. Like you can't get away with just you can't like the eyes. You know he's young, he's dumb. It's like you're 31, and you're the captain of the fucking club. Like if you're a Knights fan, I'd be fucking furious. I just think about like Cherry Evans, if he were to do something. You know what I mean? Like anytime you've you have a player in your team who's like a big name player. See Boyd Corden doing something like that? Exactly. Does Boydo do that? No. no. Boydo wouldn't. Boydo wouldn't fucking do that. Doesn't. Uh, how many cheery-eyed press conferences have you sent out of Boydy? Probably after he's won the comp fucking three times, with respect. That's all I've seen. That's all I've seen. Cam Smith? Never seen it. Never seen it. Cherry Evans? Never seen Never it. Never seen it. Fucking. I'll tell you what, you've seen someone like Thurston early in his career, had a couple of hiccups, then you know what he did? Fucking became the great. Yeah. Yeah. Became the great. Yeah. Actualized, yeah. evolved. Mm. Not at thirty-one, being like, "Oh, sorry, I fucked up again," <laughs> for like the fifth time. Yeah, 
Look, that's the long and the short of it, punters and dribblers. It's just like, it just annoys me. Like, it, it, there's something about it that annoys me where you just like, and everyone's like, yeah, good bloke, good bloke. And you're like, yep, sure, good bloke. Good blokes are great. Love a good bloke. In fact, I love a really hot, cold bloke. But, you know, like, when you're just being a fuckwit, you're being a fuckwit, right? Mm. Like, that's just what it is. Simple yeah, as that. Simple as that. Now, I don't know if we talked about this last week, I can't remember, but he was supposed to be sitting down for negotiations. Yeah, yeah, club. dude. His, this is the last, 2021 last year of his contract. Now, if you're the Newcastle Knights, Tom, you know, you're in charge. Yeah, I think what you're doing is you're orientating Mitch towards the door. Okay. So you just go, like, put a blindfold on him. You know, like, in some sort of Westerns or, like, and maybe in Saving Private Ryan as well, when they're, like, letting someone go, they just put a blindfold on him and just, say, walk 150,000 paces that way and don't take the blindfold off till you do. And then smack him on the ass and set him off. Mm. I feel like that's what they'll do to Mitch. Blindfold him and just go, walk that way, bro. You will yeah. get, you will walk through a door at some point. Don't take this blindfold off until you're fucking... Through the door. Through the door in about, you know, 300k. What's away. the door? Oh, it might be Catalan's Dragons or, you know... You Leeds know, or something. Leeds. Uh, Leeds Rhinos. I mean, the Tigers. <laughs> Let's not rule them out. Let's not rule out a desperate NRL side, the Warriors. I've <laughs> got the Tigers in my head now. Yeah, yeah, it's Tigers. He'll be he'll be lining up for the Tigers. Or maybe even before June 30. I wouldn't rule that out. Get him out. Fresh start. Back in Sydney. Back in Sydney. I don't know what they've got in way of uh, talent stepping up. This is the Knights. Like where they turn to for a seven, whether they can fill Mason the Mason Lenor, uh, if they could also, they're trying to get, I think we talked about it, we did talk about this last week. Mason Lenor, they want to try, they're trying to get Gareth Widdop. Uh, we did talk about Jake this. Clifford, if we they get him from the, the, the Cowboys early. Anyway, look. That's January memory. That's Jan, ma'am. Yeah, that is. That's also uh, kid ain't sleeping memory. But I think that's also, Eddie, the, the the extent of rugby league at this point. Look, it is. I mean, it's been a slowish off-season. But again, as we've said, Kurt Capewell went the big lift yeah. and sort of just said, Listen, boys, I'm, you can have this one off. Yeah, I'm carrying the off-season on my back. And a memo went out. Yeah. A memo went out to all the players. They got text messages. Yeah. Listen, boys, I've gone the big lift. You can put your feet up. No need to, to do anything this off-season. If you want to, by all means. It's just it's just going to be cherry on top, though. Mitch Redding goes, fuck that. I'm having a crack. Yeah, I'm having a crack. Fuck you, mate. You're not leaving me out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like one of the mainstays. He got FOMO. I tell you what it would be. I tell Mitch you what, got FOMO. Tell you what Mitch saw it as. Say, say Mitchell Pierce is Raymar of Alf Stewart on Home and Away fame, a stalwart of the off-season show. <laughs> constantly, you know, in the headlines for all the wrong reasons during the off-season. Yeah, the writers love him. That's it. And then um, Glory Hole, what's his name? Kurt Capewell. Kurt Capewell. Kurt Capes is a young 18-year-old Luke Bracey coming on the scene first week in Home and Away. It's like, oh, here we go. I've got my new job in the acting world and starts to swing his metaphorical dick around in an acting sense. Yeah. Ray Maher of Alf Stewart fame goes, oi, brah. Just because you're doing glory hole scenes, <laughs> don't think that you can just come into Summer Bay, the NRL offseason, yeah, and, and steal, start, a show. steal my thunder, no. steal my show. I'm going to do something as well. I've got runs on the board. I've got runs on the board. You've got fuck all. You've no. got glory holes. Yeah. And yeah, they're powerful. They're huge. Yeah, they're in vogue. Yeah. 
Listen, we'll, you, it'll live long. This will be one of the great episodes in, you know, Summer Bay Home and Away history. But don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so we respect Cody Capes. Yeah. The Luke Bracey of you know, off season, season uh, for going the big lift. But yeah, don't. Don't no one tells Mitch what to do, and no. David Fafita starting to really make a run as a good as a good off season mainstay as well. He is also you know an uppercut. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him as you know in the reckoning around Logie's time. Um, now, Dave, before we get nuts deep into the dribble, could you get up on the old Instagram? <coughs> Uh, the Chortley FC players celebrating. So, if you haven't seen this or heard it, it's on our Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast. If you don't follow, which some of you don't, no, you're gonna shame on you, Edward. If shame you on hear you. This. So, but this might inspire you to go join. Yeah, this was sent to me by join my the cousin, the official, well, one of the official podcasts of. Uh, <laughs> One of the official cousins of the podcast, mm. Hamish McGilvray, works in the city if you do feel like rolling an individual for all of their earthly possessions. Um, including his RMs. Including his RMs uh, and his Red Bulls. Shortly FC, sixth division, celebrating their win over Derby, which is a second division side. So this is like... I guess they're not even playing in the National League, right? Like they're fucking... They're just yeah, so basically... There's like the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two. They're not in any of them. No. This is basically just like a pub football team beating a second division team. Mm. And then, yeah, you can see on the ground the footage of how they celebrate, but you can just hear it here if Dave uh, gets it going. They love to sing the pong. They love to sing. It's a fucking dope song as well. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's a great song. All plumbers as well. Oh, yeah. Blokes. All plumbers. None of them get paid. No. Maybe. Maybe a Match fucking minutes. Well, maybe a couple of minutes at the pub. You know? <laughs> yeah, the boy. <laughs> Goosebumps. I don't know about anyone else. Is that play Cry? That's a bit fun. Put top. I don't think so. Oh, no. That gives me goosebumps, bro. I love that shit. Truly FC. Truly FC. And, like, obviously just for them, like, you know, I mean, that could have been a, that could have been a, you know, like a nothing game of park footy and that still would have been cool. 
but just also having the context of like them just pulling off some super unlikely a giant win. kill. Giant, a giant kill, exactly. Which is what the F- FA Cup's sort of thing is. Giant killer. Like, yeah, right. They celebrate giving, giant killings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the, the uh, murder of giants. Yeah, from a contextual perspective. From a contextual perspective. Not a literal murdering of giants because they no longer exist. They've been wiped out. We know giants were wiped out. Look, long ago. Long ago. We're not going to go into the history, you of know. Giants, you know, yeah. like when they sort of died the out. The birth and the death. But look, just know it was a long time ago. Yeah. Just know they're sorely missed. Uh, and you know, our thoughts just... go out to the giant <laughs> descendants among you, Cam Green, yeah, Nelson Asaf Solomon, Nelson Asaf Solomon, yeah, yeah. NBA players, Thor, Thor, Bjornsson, whatever his name is, Bjorn Hap Thor, <laughs> fucking Icelandic weightlifters and shit. Look, there, there's still evidence of them. There's obviously still evidence, right? Because you can't just. You know, there was interbreeding back in the day with giants and just regular humans. It's, that's why you get your Thors of the world and, you know. And your Cam Greens. Your Cam Greens and your Andrew Bogut's, Taniella Pasekas, just just humongous people. The great Carly, Big Show, uh, not Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> Although he actually might be the descendant of a giant, but he just got the giant's mentality. And their arm hair. And their arm hair, but not the size, unfortunately. Just the hair. Isn't that ironic? Sing about that one, Alanis. This is uh, an older dribble, we believe, of some friends of the show that we may have missed because of its fucking obnoxious length, but because they have the ear of yours truly and Edward, they sometimes can weasel their way in with a five-minute fucking dribble. We'll see how this one goes. Dave, over to you. G'day, uh, Tom, Eddie... Dave, uh, it's the hitman here. Uh, I'm sitting in a suburban park in the bayside of Brisbane with Nudson Dribbler and Elton Flatley cab, dry, cab ride dribbler of Elton Flatley cab ride fame. Uh, it's the hitman. Uh, might have already mentioned that. Uh, long story short, this is a triple stack dribble. We've been talking about it for a while. We thought we'd just sack up and do it. So we've all got um, a different dribble. Great. Uh, we could have done it in three separate ones, but we thought, why not do it together? And risk uh, possibly you guys thinking it was too long and not even playing it. But anyway, I'm going to start. Someone told me the other day that um, I was talking about, like, you know, wealthiest athletes in Australia. So I was trying to zone in on the you know Ben Simmons as a modern man. I was thinking, you know, America, America, that kind of shit. You know, a lot of fucking international appeal. Ben Simmons, fucking... That cunt from the Torres Strait Islands that played for a little while, and um, I know the other cunt, oh, old chalk knees, fucking so good. Um, anyway, long story short, someone told me that Ricky Ponting was worth 50 million bucks. So, two bud dribble for me. Um, one, can someone explain how the fuck that's the case? <laughs> Not really sure. Don't know how many autobiographies I've been told. So, it's a. Just a query. I know, fuck, he did. He was a bit old for IPL. How did that can't make that much money? Anyway, the second part is, did you know about this sport called Vigoro? Because um, when I went to look up how in the fuck Ricky Ponting's worth 50 million bucks, sorry, we've been smoking plants. We're sitting in a park. We're sitting in a park in suburban Brisbane. It's Christmas Eve. One in the morning, it's Christmas Day. We smoked a real big old fucking blunt. Anyway, um, 
So we have questions. Vigora. Um, Vigoro. Ricky Ponting's mother was the Tasmanian captain of Vigoro. Shortly lived, I guess, women's answer to cricket. Kind of uh, a fusion of cricket and tennis. Maybe more players. Not sure. Apparently it was really popular. Ask your folks about it. Would love some more info. Vigoro. Ricky Ponting's mum, Tasmanian captain. Anyway, I'm passing on now to Nud Dribbler because he's got something to tell you. Newton Dribbler here. Hit man's lost it. Merry Christmas to all, um, Mr. Edward, Mr. Thomas. Brussels Lane here. Um, Mark Gaznia getting out of a karaoke Uber in Nobby's Beach on the Gold Coast about a week ago. See you soon. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. There you go. It's as lame as it gets. Thanks. Newton Dribbler. It's Elton Flatley cab ride dribbler here. <laughs> Um, wow, 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 what a follow-up. How do, how do I match that? Uh, brushes with Quaid, um, myself, a few guilty, guilty Catholic boys used to frequent Fridays from Friday through Sunday. And uh, during the fucking, like, peak, fucking, like, fuck, like you know, shade... Shade cut out balls from around the back. Like, go to fucking whatever bar you want. Do whatever you want to anyone. Pete Quaid. Fucking styles. 2000 and, 2010, I was at Fridays. And fucking Reds had lost. But that's not besides the point. We won the Premiership of the Year anyway. 2011, what else? Shade Quaid is walking through the pub. Like walking like he's got two canoes under each arm, <laughs> and this guy brushes him, like shoulder to shoulder contact. Wrong brush with Quaid. <laughs> Going against the grain. Quaid walks to the bar in the midst of ordering seventy-two vodka Red Bulls. Talks to his boss. See that boy over there? Right, right. Brushes me off. I, in 15 minutes later, am walking to go to a piss, go past the dance floor. There is a Hopalati huddle where they're just working this guy over on the dance floor. And all he did was just bump in. He bumped into Quaid, and that was the last mistake he ever made. He disappeared. Osmosis into the dance floor. Quaid Scorsos worked him over. No one batted a fucking eyelid. <laughs> I want justice for this fucking nerd. No, you don't. Anyway, the triple threat dribble signing out. Nudson, Hitman, and Elton Flatley cab ride dribbler <laughs> signing out. We are bent as hell. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, that was nice. Merry Christmas. Very good. A lot to unpack in that one. Well, a couple of comments. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically just Hitman's. It's basically Hitman's. Um, Viagra, never heard of it. Never heard of Viagra. Heard of Viagra. (laughs) So Vigoro. Oh, (laughs) Vigoro. That's why you haven't heard of it. Yeah. So it's on Wikipedia here. Um, So the pitch is like 18 metres long. Uh, The balls are lighter than cricket balls. The bat has kind of a longer handle and it's more of a paddly type thing. Two teams of 12 players, bat and field, two innings, 
Um, obviously, you've got to score more runs than the other team. There are no overs in the batsman slash woman bat from one end only. Two bowlers bowl alternately, so they take turns. And can, you can basically throw at any type as long as the ball is released from above the shoulder. Hey, Vigoro, you ever heard of cricket? Fuck this game. Plus, Respectfully. If the ball is hit forward of the crease, the batter must run. So it's hit and run. Ah. Uh, sounds like backyard cricket. This sounds like the most offensive form of cricket for, like, chicks. Like, you know what? Let's try and make the game a little easier. Let's just make this weird hybrid game. Listen, full respect to, to Grandmama Ponting, uh, because she was the Tasmanian captain, which obviously comes with a lot of esteem. Obviously, you know, you could assume that that's where a bit of uh, Ricky's hand-eye came from. From the mother. Of course. From mum, you know, kicking ass at Vigoro. Uh, I don't know. Did you get anything on his net worth? Yeah, so there are estimates here ranging from, as he said, 50, 60 million, even up to 95 million. What the um, fuck? How did I miss this? Yeah, like, there's not too much about where he's getting all that from. Obviously, his books and stuff, he's got quite a fuck few. Nah, no, Wimmy from the yeah, books. Yeah, no, not, he's made some very, very investments. astute yeah. investments. It's that, yeah. and apparently he's getting $4 million per year for coaching um, the Delhi Capitals in the IPL. Still not enough. IPL well, it's money. not enough to eat a 90, no. but it's... Well, because it, well, it's, it. yeah, it's his net worth, right? He'd have to be screwing a lot away. Mm. And Ricky, I think he likes to let his hair down. Oh, look, I don't... I mean, you know... I don't know if I mean that hair obviously not natural. That's um, I don't think. What are they saying? Up to ninety million? Yeah, there's one website that's saying ninety five million. Listen, there's a lot of money in India. Ricky's a famous that's guy. Four, yeah, but that's four and a half. Yeah, that's saving four and a half million a year for twenty years. I don't. No, he'd be. It'd be fucking his investments. Yeah. it's got to be sure. astute ones and ones that he's kept off the public record, which is add. nice. Uh, but I love that Ricky's. Fucking cashed up. Yeah, rolling it. He doesn't carry himself like no, a, no, a guy no, that's worth well, fifty million. He's class. He is. He's all class. He's rich as shit. As Greatest if you needed up. evidence that Ricky was a an even better bloke than he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, you're fucking worth fifty million. Love that for you, Ricky. Jesus, I like to think he's worth a hundred. Let's. Ricky's probably worth hundred million, and he didn't even come up in the in the ridiculous IPL money of today. Even though he is getting paid shitloads for coaching now, which he probably getting paid more than players actually, isn't he? But like you know, you can go around to like someone like you look at someone like Marcus Stoinis, who's got a probably Cricket Australia contract maybe for like one days and shit. But like he would be fucking. I see Marcus Stoinis probably being cashed the fuck up because he just goes around to like. 2020 comps and dominates. That's what Chris Gale did for like right. 10 years. And just fucking, Chris Lynn, Chris still Gale. These guys like are able to make big, big Bicky. Mm. Big Bicky. Huge yeah. Bicky. Monster Bicky. Tim Tam Bicky. Yeah. Uh, those premium choc chip cookies. Yeah, the triple decker ones. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Without actually playing any national cricket. It's impressive. Yep. Anyway, happy for Rick. Uh, Good Thank dribble. you to those three stoned individuals. I like that. It was funny. Yeah, it was nice. Very nice. Mr. Tom, Mr. Eddie, David, Connors, and the Givers. Susan here, proud member of the HSB 11. Of course, I'm adorning you in the Bogan Silk of Fire at Crumble fame. Firstly, just want to pay my respects to the greatest water polo coach of all time, Big Les, Vale Les, Vale. PV himself, the King Dribbler, Big Casey, the Tasty Boys, Precise Dribbler, the Dot Point Dribbler, and of course, Head During Holiday Dribbler. And of course, my newest members of the 11, Mr. Danny Exotic and Sinatario. R&R and Ballard soon, my brothers. A quick question for you, boys. What would you like to see in an NRL All-Stars League similar to what our friends in the NFL do? 
I'm talking 100 meter dash, nut truckers up front doing the big old deadlift, a big game of Tartar, an all star game of Bull Rush, even a gold kip and comp, any of the above. Lastly, shout out to another long time and special boy friend of the show, my boy Soup, and of course, Blakey C. Love to hear your thoughts, boys. See you soon, and hate to see 11 next session soon. Woo! Okay, well, that was a 90%. That was a shout out, Dribble. Yeah, well, but I did like the uh, the questioning there around. Was it like a uh, like all-star an all star weekend. weekend? What would you What would you prefer? I tell you what, he almost came up with a great idea, and then it was like right in front of him, and he missed it. He was saying to have the great nut truckers of the game doing deadlifts, but I'm like, no, you have them truck nut yeah. <laughs> at each other, at each other, or like how many nuts can you truck yeah. in one go? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. So you do that. I mean, I think you probably have like some. The sort big of- boys run at each other. Uh, shirts off as well. Yeah, I tell you why because you can get really nice slow mo footage of contact. Yes, exactly. Of like the wobbling, the fucking- wobbling, and the hitting, and yeah. the crushing, and the breaking of ribs, etc. And speaking of shirtless, I don't see why you wouldn't have sort of a hot boy walk off where well, there'd like- be there'd be a, like a wet. Uh, wet, wet t-shirt, t-shirt. equivalency. Yes, exactly. But, but instead of it. instead of t-shirts, they're all nude, and we just we just oil them up. Yeah, oil them up, and they're just doing cow- maybe not completely nude. I don't. Well, think you know, need what to I mean. have cocks out, but no cocks on. Certainly, like you could be in your budgies yeah. uh, and oiled up. I mean, Ruben already wins it, so like there's you know it's, uh, it's yeah, but it's it's a battle for second. The res- it's a battle for second. Ruben obviously wins it. P.S. Ruben uh, looking absolutely outrageous in his punter's dribbler's hat, shirtless, getting around manly. Like, I don't know how that motherfucker makes it, like, you know, from his front door to anywhere without getting mobbed by honeys. Well, he's big boy. He can, he can fend them off. Well, yeah, but, I mean... But he gets mobbed. He gets mobbed. He, well, that's what I'm saying. He does get mobbed. Yeah. He just has to fend them off. Yeah, exactly. He sort of has to have, like, a uh, security with him. That's right. Well, he can handle he's it. He's the Elvis of the Northern Beaches. That's right. He's the Elvis. He's the Elvis. Um, Look, that's the sort of thing I'd be doing. Yeah. You know? Like Goal sex, kicking comp, sure. Don't forget, don't forget sex sells. The NRL's always looking for ways to get women back to the game. And if the if the snack's up there, yeah. when nothing but budgie smugglers is in and his P's and D's hat, oiled up. Oiled the fuck up. That's how you do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could also... The kicking comp's fine, but you probably want to have like some pressure on it or something. You know? Like I don't a know game what, of horse or something. There you go, Dave. All these things can be thrashed out. They can be thrashed out. They can all be thrashed yeah. out. Yeah, 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 Um, But yeah, dude, like it. Like it. Like it. Hey, Tommy, Eddie, you've left us half my nice with that fucking voicemail. But anyway. Left it what? And dribblers. Gonna, half my I nice. got to brush this as lame. Out uh, here with the boys. And I thought I'd tell it. Like a long-time listener, first-time caller. So, one night we're at Warwood, uh... Or with blowhole, blowhole, blowhole. Sorry, big no on the piers. I'm fumbling my words, but my mates and I were fumbling through the grass, bindies everywhere, and a big voice bellowed behind us, and it was Jeff Toovey. And he and he goes, "Oi, boys, you'll be right." And we were trying to we were trying to fumble through these these bindies and he sprinted past us with feet of steel over all these bindies. Anyway, we get to the rock and and, and he scaled the rock and we, we we got to the rock eventually and he's scaling this rock, rope in one hand down down the cliff and a fucking rod in one hand a fishing rod in one hand sharp gun 
a fishing rod in one hand, like it, it was literally like he'd done it every day of his life. It was fantastic, but it was just his masculinity. It sort of underdid us. A good, a good manly man. Oh, uh, no. He was a good bloke, and we were all manly men. But it was fantastic seeing him. And it's, it's, it's just my, my first time calling into the Dribble Hot Nine. And, I, and I'm going to talk to you blokes, and I, lo- I love sort of the thought of hearing you guys playing this. And I wish <laughs> that you guys were here picking me up here, but thank you very much. That's all. Jeff Tooby, a big man, did big things, and we witnessed him in one of his greatest days. Thank you. Look, it's not. It's not a fucking secret that Jeff Tuvey's a manly man. Fuck, mate. Drippy and alpha. All man, all manly. And does it shock me to think of him one-handed, you know... Uh, Sprinting quite, across bindies. Sprinting across bindies and then one-handed. Right in hand and then down the rope. Sliding down a rope onto some rocks to probably go and catch fish. Not probably. Well, no, I mean, like, probably doesn't even use the rod. The rod's like... No, he uses his hands. He it's a prop. The water. It's, it's a, a prop. prop. It's a prop. He uses his hands, mate. Yeah. Always has. Yeah, one of the great alphas all time. Great with his hands. Uh, and you know what, though? Like, running across a bindy-laden patch of grass is probably, like, one of the greatest... You know, like, in some, in some like, uh, tribal cultures, they make you stick your hands in the mitt full of fucking ants that bite the shit out of you, a la Hamish and Andy. I think the Australian test of a man is running across a bindy patch. No, put it this way: How many how many blokes you seen sprint across a bindi patch? Fuck all. That's the answer. I've Fuck only all. ever heard of one, and that's Jeff Tuvey. <laughs> the idea of going across bindies is at full at full, at full speed at full gallop. You know, you're just getting them all. Like you don't. There's there's nothing you can do, right? But that's the real test of a man. Like boy becomes man, runs across a patch of bindies and doesn't cry. Well, boy becomes alpha. Boy becomes alpha. Um. So never seen it. Never seen it. But you know, if you do want to see the mark of a man, get him on a bindi patch. Yeah. See how he handles himself. Yep. Or herself, man or woman. Bindies don't care what, what gender you are. Don't give a shit what gender you are. They're not gender are. specific. They just want to know how tough you are. <laughs> um. He's got another dribble here. Two of three. How long are they? Uh. This next one's like three minutes. No. Nope. I think. That I reckon he's one. done his. Dash. I think he's done really yeah. well there. Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave, it's the Send Him North Dribbler and the Pete Murray Dribbler, and we would just like to recreate an iconic Australian sporting moment for you. Okay. He's got it. He's got it at the first slip. Peter Siddles looks the best of the Aussies, and that's why. He's got more balls in the right spot, and he finds the edge again. This time he's got cooked. Now, Matthew Pryor, the next man in, he scores his runs quickly, goes after the bowlers. This will be good to watch. Fiddle's bowling well. Oh, was there an edge? Oh, he's knocked him over. He's knocked him over. I've got the LBW, but Fiddle's got a hat-trick. He said it'd be good to watch. It was a Peter Fiddle, who's on the hat-trick, also on his birthday. 26 today, Fiddle. Will he celebrate it with a hat-trick? Here we go, Tubbs. He's got four slips in. Well, it's almost five. How about one around the corner? That pad or something like that. I'm back at him. Get ready to yell happy birthday, Tubbs. Get ready. Loosen those vocals up. Here it comes. Here we go. Crouch cheers. Here's Siddle. Oh, well, that's good. He's getting it. He's getting it. Yeah. 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 Banana soon. 
Love that. That's archive. That's yeah. archive. Archive that. That's all of fame. That was hilarious. Dave, another thing you should do for this year is uh, like note all the archives. So now you can do it from like January onwards, right? And then we can do like the dribbles of 2020. Hall of Fame or, dribbles. Hall of Fame dribbles. Lads, punters, dribblers. Colin here from the South Island, the greatest place in the world. Get to off. The number one. That's right, boys. Number one test ranking. I don't even think you boys love cricket anymore. You're well down the order. Get that into your lads. Just remember today is the day that New Zealand's number one test team in the world. Later. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, you can't argue with it. They you can't argue one. with it. Number one. They are number one. And I'm pretty sure, and you can try and find this, but I just heard it uh, when I was in the car yesterday, I think, listening to ABC Grandstand, but it was like um, that someone said to Kane Williamson, like, you know, you're world number ones, but like, you know, you haven't beaten Australia. Or something to do with the fact that they, got, they lost to Australia last year. And he was like, yeah, no, I know. Like, he didn't sort of, he wasn't like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, bro, we're number one. He was like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, we got more to do, but we're number one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, but we are number one. Yes, we absolutely got more to do, and we need to beat Australia, but we are number one. And I was like, well, I respect you, Kane Williamson. I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. And also, you and I, I mean, we're fucking half Kane's Kane's all class. Kane's all class. Not the best batter in the world. That'd be Steve Smith, but... uh, He's all class. Do we have blood in both camps? Yeah, we do. Now, I want to propose a competition to fix the state of rugby in this uh, country because it is the most uninspiring, unimaginative piece of shit that was ever conceived. Now, Super Rugby, fucking don't care, actually. Genuinely do not care. But the NRC is the biggest load of bullshit that was ever created. Now, I want to propose a promotion relegation for the top teams of the Shoot Shield, of the Brisbane rugby competition, whatever that is. You know, grab the first two teams from Perth. And, uh, it's English accent. Yeah, maybe a team from Newcastle, whatever else. Real Queensland, whatever. And we bring back fans of some sort, at least the fans are already there, some of them. And some uh, following. Anyway, let me know what you think. Shout out to Dung Beetle Rugby. Uh, go to the Western Bulls and the Newcastle Knights. Later. He's got a second dribble as well. How long is it? Uh, it's only 40 seconds. Okay. The dribbling sailor again, uh, back for a second dribble, but I just want to put forward the following punishments that uh, I think that we should be able to uh, inflict on the governing body of Rugby Australia should they continue to serve up more dog shit rugby. Uh, first should be uh, keel hauling, just skinning, skinning their backs. On the, on the bottom of my ship. Uh, or my personal favourite will be feeding them onto the pole of the bowsprit of my ship. Ask first, like a yabby. Anyway, pull back. Alternatively, we can just hang from the mizzen mast, but I think that'd be a bit boring. Anyway. That got, that got weird. <laughs> I mean, it started weird. The dribbling sailor, the sailing dribbler uh, of questionable accent fame. Um... Look, sure. we've said it before. We've yeah. said that before. We've yeah. said we've we've said we've we've pushed your idea before. Yes, we have. Makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of brand equity. Uh, a lot of rivalries already in Shoot Shield. Like I get it. Yeah, makes sense. 
get it. I mean, it is the off-season for rugby, and we don't even talk about it much during the on-season. So, yeah. You're dedicating a lot of your own personal bandwidth to the improvement of the game, you know, during a time that should be spent with your fucking head buried into test cricket. I don't know when that came through, but I feel like, you're, you know, you're, you know, a little less time talking about rugby and a little more time watching Cam Baggy Green fucking swing his pole all over the SCG, and I think you'd be doing a lot better. But I appreciate the the reaching out. I think we always do, Eddie. I think that's safe to say. Always. Accent was top quality. Top quality. Best I've ever. Night of soon, bro. Let's move on. Mr. Tom, Mr. Eddie, Dior. Um, I know this is late. It's a bit of a late submission for the old uh, Christmas Carol. And production <laughs> zero. But I'm just going to rip this one out. Hopefully you all like it. I haven't actually it's finished. So this is my podcast with Eddie and Tom. I quit my GM role to walk dogs and smoke bombs. I tried to pick up in Bondi with Hannah and Jess. Called the dribbler hotline and those cunts weren't impressed. Yes, Santi or Dave in every way. Fuck you, Kendrick Hatton, for beating me for the 2020 biggest day. Anyway, how good's test cricket? Fucking come on, boys. I liked that a lot. That was, that was good. Very creative. That was very creative. Yeah. He also had some pipes on him. He had yeah, great pipes, and the lyrics were tremendous. A lot of effort, really original stuff. Like yeah, it. I mean, you're on, unfortunately, Finichario already got the baggy green. We need to get his address. Um, but but that was great. Did I like the late submission? Fuck it's it. been a bit of a Christmas it. throwback with our early dribble on Christmas Eve from Hitty and, and Nude Soon and, and uh, Elton Flatley. Look, are we hanging on? Are we hanging on? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, but that was great. Thank Loved you. Loved it. You could tell he went to his car to sing that because if he was singing it in his house, his missus would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? But I respect that. I respect that wholeheartedly. Boys, 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 coming back again with the ill behaviour. Code Red Danger, the Bankstown Dribbler, the real Bankstown Dribbler, is back once again, boys. Happy New Year. Condolences to everyone. V or Dave as well. Spreading the love today, boys. Anyway, nice and quick as per usual. I just want to know which are the best signings so far in the NRL, which are the worst signings in the NRL, who's going to come last, who's going to come first. And a question for D or Dave, firstly, I heard you play a bit of guitar. Mate, I'm a big Jimi Hendrix fan. I just want to know what type of guitar do you play and your favourite song to play on guitar. All right, boys, again, Belvedere. Obviously, from my videos that I've sent on Instagram, you know my behaviour. And, um, yeah, clean line soon. All right, boys, catch ya. Um, Kieran Foran, best signing. Kieran Foran, best signing. Um, worst signing, Adam Blake. Um, and Manny will come first. Manny will come first. Warriors will come last. Only because of the Adam Blake signing. Yeah. We love the Warriors. But outside the Warriors, it'll be... No, it won't be the Warriors. It'll be the Tigers. Tigers I think. Tigers. Uh... The dogs have have got more outside backs than I've ever than any team ever. They've got like three back lines worth of outside backs. Um, they're probably going to play. 
couple of those. Maybe they just want to toss think- things up and play them up front. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I was thinking about that the because like they keep buying outside backs, and I'm like, what the fuck? They've got outside backs, and I'm like, I guess maybe they just don't like their outside backs, and they're happy to just keep buying. Them. But shouldn't you just sell them? Yeah, so but their forwards want- are actually all right. I was like, don't they need to get some fucking forwards? And then I'm like, well, they've got Napa, they've got the sheriff of large dick fame, Adam Elliott, uh, Luke Thompson from England, um, and then, you know, Josh Jackson, Fatala Mariner. I don't know who their hooker is. Some Marshall King. Jeremy Marshall King, maybe. Mm. Um and then, you know, maybe you've got some some emergent throbbers there because there's a couple of big dick swingers there, literally and figuratively, and then maybe you just pepper it with some younger blood. And then in the halves, who's the halves? Wally Lewis's nephew? Lincoln Lewis? No, that's his son. Lachlan. Lachlan Lewis? Lachlan Lewis. And then who's the other half? Brandon Wakem, is that? Wakem's got a bit about him, IMO. That's in my opinion, for those of you that don't get acronyms, or the young people speak. <laughs> Um, I'm just having a look at the 2021. I, I'm actually pretty impressed that I basically just named the entire dogs fucking forward pack. That's impressive, really impressive. Um, but in terms of their outside backs, Hopawati, Wateni Zalesniak, Corey Allen, they just got who's a gun played Origin, Nick Kotrick. Have they got like a Marcelo Montoya oh, vibe? Shit. Did they sign Carl Flanagan? Carl they did. We've Flanagan. Dogs will be all right this year. They could be all right. Napa as well. I don't think you mentioned. No, I yeah, think I did, did say Napa because yeah. he he's a he dear, with him. dear friend of the show. Open with him. No, they'll go all right. That's actually. I forgot about Carl Flanagan. I think he got a little bit dudded. I think it was. Well, he must. It wasn't about his form. I don't think at the Roosters. I heard whispers on the wind, tweets mm. from the birdies that his he was a bit like. He just didn't gel. I'm bit, not going to make a... Bit cool for school? He didn't gel. He didn't gel with the team as well. And at the Roosters, if you're not playing well and you don't gel... There's the door, bro. But if you don't, you know, I don't think you played that badly, that'll be fair. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, maybe the dogs won't come last. No, they won't. I like the dogs a little bit. Anyway, um, I don't know what the rest of the question was. Shout out to the Bankstown Dribbler. Well, he was Bankstown asking Dribbler. me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. it. yeah, yeah. So he asked me about what guitar I have. I've got a uh, Japanese uh, Fender Stra- uh, Tele copy, which I bought on Gumtree. And I got a Gibson Explorer, um, which I saved up all my money that I worked at Bunnings for. Did you work at Bunnings? I worked at Bunnings when I was like 14, 15. Really? Yeah. You young yeah. buck. Love that. Were you ever on the ads? Wanted to be. But yeah, I was just on the register all the time. I know fuck all about tools. I'd believe that. Yeah, yeah same. That yeah. doesn't shock me. No, it doesn't yeah. shock me. I'm also like that, Dave. Mm. Um, and yeah, well, favorite songs to play. I like playing punk rock, a bit of Frenzel Rom. Also, I like to bust out some Paul Kelly on the acoustic. Yeah. A bit of nice folky stuff. I don't know. I'm not nearly as good as I was at during HSC, but so I can't shred like I used to. Like you used to. But yeah. you're good, though. I see your videos right. on your uh, on your personal IG. Yeah. Getting okay. around. Um, also, was it Papa Bloom's birthday? Did I see that on your It Instagram? was, actually, yeah. It was my dad's Shout birthday Shout out to Papa Bloom. Shout, Shout out to Papa out. Bloom. Happy birthday, Alan. Happy birthday, Al, baby. How are you? Obviously, you can't respond, but I hope you will. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. This is the last one? Yeah, last one. Tom and Eddie, Dior Dave, punters and dribblers. It's full quid kid. Just calling in from the cold face of dribble. <laughs> And just wanted to say, wow, 2020, what a year. Eddie bought a pup, 
and got engaged, Brat's brah. Tom became a father and moved his young family into a larger home. And Dior Dave figured out that if you want to, you can stick a Jeffrey in the air hole of a vape pen. <laughs> so great knock all round, boys. <laughs> While a year rolled on and all those things were happening, Gil's Pete was quietly caning it up the Hume Highway towards his new daddy. Everyone's daddy, thank PBL. The latest sightings of GP were in Barramangra on the 29th of October and according to East South Eastern New South Welsh sources again in Goulburn on the 10th of December. So with these additional data points, we can now confirm GP will be arriving at NRL HQ on Sunday the 21st of Feb 2021 after 306 days of sustained effort. Small piece, big lift. <laughs> And just lastly, to all you real estate agents out there, I just want to say from personal experience, fuck you pricks, I love. <laughs> T590 Bobcat soon. Well done. Oh, well done. Full quid. That was great. Yeah, make sure we save that, Dave, and you are going to be tasked with the unenviable You've uh, got to stitch them responsibility together. of yeah. going and finding them all and then putting them together. Stitching them together. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, but... That's it this week. Loved it. Done. We made it. Very tired. Um, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.